This is the Oceans Church Podcast, where we believe in connecting people to Jesus, the one who changes it all. To learn more about Oceans, view upcoming events, or find info about ways to give, please visit oceanschurch.org. Thanks for visiting the podcast. Enjoy today's message. You know, I, I, there's, a, there's few things that I really, really like um, for Christmas. I'm kind of hard to buy for, my kids think, at least. You know, I'm not really, um, uh, I really don't get excited about cars, like fast cars, or, uh, you know, I have no desire to have a big house um, or a luxury vehicle. I like my truck, but there's a few things that I like. I, I like accessories. I know that that sounds funny. The dude is saying that he likes accessories. And I'm talking about like a watch or sunglasses. And so um, I got these sunglasses for Christmas and I, I figured I'd pull them out and I'll show you these sunglasses because I, I was pretty excited about these. I, I like these. Don't these look good? These are these are pretty cool, right? And, 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 you know, I like sunglasses and I like watches. And so, like, I have a bunch of different sunglasses. I got these, like, a couple of years back uh, for, uh, for, for Christmas. My son got them for me. They're the Tony Stark glasses. How cool are those, right? Like, I have, like, I really like Robert Downey Jr. Like, if there's somebody that I have a man crush on, it's like Iron Man. I mean, it's pretty, pretty cool. Like, um, uh, but, I, you know, I, I, I just, I, I got these ones. These ones were, like, really old. I, I used to wear these in Texas, believe it or not. They're terrible, aren't they? These are Oakleys. I should call them Jokeleys because they're, like, terrible. I don't know why I still have them, but I have a hard time getting rid of some things sometimes. These are, like, another uh, set of um, uh, Iron Man glasses, like the rose-colored ones. I, I like these. Um, I, I, these are probably my favorite glasses right here, you know? <laughs> And all of a sudden, some of you got better looking. I'm just kidding. But, but each, each, one of these, each one of these different lenses um, has a way of changing my perception of what I see. It, it changes the, the, the temperature of the color uh, of the lighting. And it, it, cha- it, it, it dims the room. Um, you guys look way more tan right now. A few moments ago, you guys looked like a bunch of Smurfs with those blue glasses on, and then I was looking at you through rose-colored glasses, and you guys looked really good. But every single set of lenses has a way of changing perspective, what we see and how we perceive it. Now, did, did anything really change when I put these glasses on? Did, the, did, did you become better looking? Some of you are like, yeah, I did. But like, did, did you real? did you get more tan? Did, did the, did the light in the room get dimmer or, or, or was that just my perspective? Was it my perception? Did the, did anything change at all? No. No. Nothing changed. So the central idea here is vision creates perception and perception creates reality. It presents itself as reality. Our vision, the lens, creates a certain perception, and that perception presents itself as reality. And it's this reality that determines how we see everything in life. And 
Each of us have a set of lenses that we are either presented with throughout life that cause us to see a particular way. And it's these lenses that determine how we see everything around us and in front of us. It's uh, how we perceive life itself, how we perceive uh, people around us, how we perceive ourselves, and yes, even how we perceive God are all shaped by the lenses that are presented to us in life. This perception becomes our reality and it becomes our truth that we live by. It becomes our sense of belief that we put our faith and lean into that as this must be fact because this is the way that I see it. Because after all, vision creates perception and perception presents itself as reality. The problem with that is lenses are designed to alter what we see. Every single lens is going to alter what you see from its true state to what it wants you to see. You and I were made to see God. You and I were created to see God as he truly is. God created his creation, Adam and Eve, and placed them in a garden and came down in the cool of the day and spoke with Adam and Eve and walked with them and had a relationship with them and they saw God, the Father, the way that he truly was. We were made to see God. But then the deceiver comes in the garden. We know that the deceiver came and deceived God's creation. And the, the way that he did that was to question the reality of truth that God presented right. to them by presenting them a different lens. Amen. And because of the lens that they were pre presented with that was contrary to the truth of God's word, they bought into that lie, sin entered in, and separation between God and his creation took place. A lens was placed between the two. Amen. And it broke the heart of God, it broke the heart of the creator, because God designed you and I to be in relationship with him and to see him as he truly is. And from the very beginning, the deceiver has been coming in and deceiving God's creation. And he's been presenting us with these lenses about ourselves, about other people, about our creator, about God himself, to try to cause a, a division and a separation from the reality of who God truly is. We were meant to see him to see him as he is. And, and this is the work of the great deceiver. So over the next several weeks, we're gonna be in this series called Jesus Vision. And my prayer for you is that you will see God, yourself, and others through the reality of Jesus and the lens of Jesus, which is the only true lens. 
so that you will begin to see God, yourself, and others through the lens of truth. See, Jesus wants us to know the truth. He wants you to walk in the truth. Why? Because the truth makes us free. The truth comes to free us from the lies that we've been presented with, the lies that we have come into alignment with about ourselves, about the people around us, about God himself. And Jesus' desire is that he would come and strip away the distorted lens so that you can begin to see truth for the very first time what is true about God, yourself, and others. And we start walking and living in that truth. And it's in this truth that we begin to experience the overwhelming goodness of God, our creator, because we finally see God for who he really is and who we are in him. So many of us are trying to figure out who we are, aren't we? We, we try on all kinds of different lenses. We, we try on all kinds of different fashions. We, we try out different sports. We try out different career paths. We try out different music, all in search of trying to find out who we are and discover who we really are. And a lot of times we just, we feel like we're posers going through life that, you know, we're presenting this image like we're confident in who we are and that we know ourselves so well, but, but truly we, we, we're insecure and we don't really know who we are. And so we look to the world to tell us who we are, but the world doesn't know who they are. And and so as I was uh, beginning to come up with the concept of this series, I was going to start this morning with the, how we see ourselves and how God sees us, but I realized that in meditating about this, that you truly can't get an accurate picture of who you are or other people until you have an accurate picture of who he is. Why? Because he's our creator. He's the, we're image bearers of Christ, right? And, and so... Um, so what you believe about, about yourself also has a lot to say what you believe about God. And so what do you believe about God the, the Father? When you think about God the Father, when you hear God the Father, what do you, what comes to mind? What attributes come to mind? Is it a father that loves you? A father that speaks life over you, a father that protects you, and a father that would pick you up and nurture you and care for you? Do you see him as a father that would fight for you? Or do you see him as a father that's angry and critical and judgmental and harsh and just waiting for you to mess up so he could pour out his wrath on you? Do you see him as distant? Do you see him as someone that would leave you and abandon you in your most vulnerable state, or do you see him as always present, consistent, faithful, true, compassionate? How do you see the Father? What lens do you see God through? What lens was presented to you at a young age? Do you believe that you have an accurate picture of him? 
Often our perception of God is a lens transfer from our biological father onto our heavenly father because it's the only lens of father we know. So if you had a a father that was loving and compassionate and caring and was present and was consistent, more than likely it was pretty easy for you to make the transfer of a healthy father onto your heavenly father. But many people don't exactly have that experience. Some of you see God as angry and, and, and harsh and judgmental and one that would walk out on you. Why? Because that's the image of Father that was presented to you. So growing up, I, I had a very distorted view of God the Father. The lens of Father that was presented to me was not one that brought me comfort and love and brought me peace in, in my home. Instead, it brought me a lot of anxiety, fear, and insecurity. And, and, and so my perceived reality was I needed to be perfect for God the Father to love me. And if I didn't live in such a way that was perfect, I would have to suffer the consequences of his wrath and his anger. And I, I, I felt, maybe you can relate to that. Maybe you can relate to... Um, like the spiritual ladder of success, you're down here in the darkness and God's up here. And if you could perfect yourself and do everything right, you get to go a little bit closer to God and his perfect love. And at that point, when you're actually finally perfect, you're accepted by him. But you know that you can't be perfect. You know you're gonna sin. And so why even try? You live in shame. You live in such a way that you hide from from him. And once you are away from him for a few days because of the shame that you're carrying, um, you, you, you do these good works and you think that that is going to position you in his love and his grace once again. I know many in this room can relate to this same reality. Um, maybe the religion that you grew up in placed a lens over your eyes that made you believe that you had to earn salvation through works. It was based upon your works, your merit. But I want to say this. You have a father that has always loved you, a father that has always known you, a father that's always been present, a father that has always watched over you. You've always been fathered. You've never been fatherless. Your biological father may have walked out on you, may have been abusive, may have been harsh, but I want to say he's not your actual true father because the true father, your true father is the creator of your spirit, of your soul. And that is God, your creator. We are made in his image and in his likeness. And you have a father that loves you and sees you and knows you. But the only reality that you've ever known about God may have been one of wrath who is waiting for you to mess up so he could take out his anger on you. You know, I perceived, it, growing up, it was wild. I perceived Jesus very different than the Father. I saw Jesus as loving and joyful and compassionate and comforting, one that would walk beside me and, and just have a conversation, one that I could sit with and laugh with. 
And then I saw the father as very distant and hard, kind of like the big man up in the sky with the, with the giant staff waiting to strike me down. Can anybody relate to that? Maybe, maybe you saw Jesus as your older brother standing between you and an abusive father taking all the hits and all the beatings, standing in your way to protect you, that Jesus was somehow protecting you from this angry, violent dad. That's how I viewed it. I viewed the fa- I had a very warped perspective of the father. Each of us have been presented, again, with a distorted lens in some way or another by someone along the journey, maybe by a pastor, maybe by a parent, somebody you looked up to, maybe by religious people in the church, you saw hypocrisy, people that were self-righteous and judgmental, and you somehow transferred that onto God as if that's the nature of God. And, and from that moment, you've, there's been this breach between you and, and your creator, your father. You've seen him as somebody that again, is not who he is. Because the fact of the matter is, is people misrepresent God all the time. Lenses are designed to alter what we see. Vision creates perception, and perception creates reality. It presents itself as reality. But the fact of the matter is, Jesus' vision, and my prayer for you over this, these next several weeks is that Jesus will elevate your reality to what is actually true. When you, that you would see the Father as he is so that you can see yourself who you are in the Father. We find the reality of the true nature of the Father in John chapter 14, verse six, and it says this. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Jesus is saying, hey, listen, Philip, you've been with me for the last three years. Can you not, what kind of lens are you wearing over your eyes that you can't see the Father? If you've seen me, Philip, you've seen the Father. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you've seen me, You've seen the Father. I just wonder what kind of lens Philip was wearing, what kind of preconceived idea he had or uh, something that was presented to him by the scribes and the Pharisees, maybe. And he's saying, show us the Father, Jesus. If you just show me the Father, it will be enough. And Jesus is saying, Philip, I am the way to the Father. I am the truth. Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He's essentially saying, Philip, if you want to know what the Father looks like, just look at me. 
If you want to know the, what the Father's voice sounds like, listen to my voice. You want to know the nature and the character of the Father? Just look at how I treat you and how I treat the people around me and how I serve them and how I minister to them. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And I I believe this. I, I believe some of you have been looking at the Father through a distorted lens for a long time. And I want to say he looks nothing like the reality that has been presented to you. Nothing. And he sounds nothing like you've been made to believe. He wants you to see him as he is. He wants you to know his voice. He wants you to know him by his love. We need an upgrade on the prescription. Jesus prays in John chapter 17, verse 25. He says, O righteous Father, the world doesn't know you. I do. And these disciples know you sent me. And I have revealed you to them and will keep on revealing you so that the mighty love you have for me may be in them and I in them. Jesus is saying, Father, I am the one that has revealed you to them and I'm going to continue revealing you to them day after day after day after day after day. Why? Because I think we have a tendency of forgetting day after day after day after day after day because we're constantly being presented with this picture of father in the world that is broken. We live in the most fatherless generation. And so Jesus is saying, hey, I've revealed the Father to them and I'm going to keep on revealing the Father to them day after day. Aren't you thankful for that? that? That you have a sympathetic Savior, a loving Savior that desires to continually reveal the Father's heart and his love to you? Some of you believe that God is just mildly disgusted with you. God doesn't care about you. That somehow God just is waiting to smite you and destroy you. Even sitting in church, you're uncomfortable being here. Jesus is the one who reveals the Father to us. If you want to know what the Father is like, all we have to do is look at Jesus. If we want to know how the Father cares for his people, again, look at how he ministers to his people. Jesus revealed the nature of the Father in his actions and in his words, and Jesus continues to reveal the Father to us. Last scripture I'm going to read is 1 John 3, verse 1 through 2. See how very much our heavenly Father loves us. See how very much our heavenly Father loves us. For he allows us to be called his children. Think of it. And we really are. 
But since most people don't know God, naturally they don't understand that we are his children. Yes, dear friends, we are already God's children right now, and we can't even imagine what it's going to be like later on. But we do know this, that when he comes, we will be like him as a result of seeing him as he really is. Come on. What are you saying is you are already my child. You are already a child of God. And, and listen, your eye has not seen and your ear has not heard the goodness of God and the, 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 the blessing of the Lord that you are going to experience ahead of you. And you will know him as he truly is when you see him. And all the mystery will be wiped away and you will behold your savior. You will behold your father, your creator, and you will know the depths of his radical love for you. You are not too far gone from his love. You have not sinned too great. There's nothing that you've done that's currently hiding in the closet, so to speak, like the skeletons in there, the things that you're ashamed of that, that God can't wipe away with his blood and his mercy and his grace. God's love covers a multitude of sin. It makes all things new. It makes all things beautiful. It makes all things perfect. And he wants you to see the father for as he truly is. This is, this is the mission of Jesus. Elevating our reality through the lens of Jesus. Some of us have been living a really twisted reality that is just so far from the truth. My prayer is that over the next several weeks that God's going to begin removing these lenses and you'll begin seeing the Father in a new way. you begin seeing Him as He really is. You'll begin knowing how radical his love is for you. That, that he's been after your heart from the beginning. And he'll never give up chasing you with his love. He'll never give up on you. You may have given up on you. Your, your biological father may have given up on you, but he, he will never give up on you. His love is relentless. It's relentless. And when you understand the love of God for you, it changes everything. It changes the way that you live. It changes the way that you see. It changes the way that you see the people around you changes everything because you begin realizing that you are a miracle Amen. so loved by the father will you stand with me Lord give us the vision of Jesus to see you as you are strip away every false lens that hinders us from seeing you clearly Father God, thank you for revealing yourself to me in Jesus. 
I truly believe that Jesus reveals your heart, reveals your character, your compassion, your holiness, and all your qualities. Now I ask, dear Father, that you reveal yourself to me as I seek to know you more fully. Please make yourself more fully known to me and through me. God, break every lens, every distorted lens, God, and elevate my vision through the vision of Jesus. That I would see you for who you really are, that I might know who I truly am in you and begin to live out of that revelation, Lord. Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook or Instagram for updates, service info, and ways to get involved here at Ocean's Church. Be sure to give this episode a rating as it allows us to connect more people to Jesus. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you again soon.